In the realm of building management, safety of tenants is of paramount importance. This has led to robust regulatory requirements to ensure that facilities, especially older facilities, are properly maintenanced and that complete digital records of upkeep are accessible. Through the advent of digital technology in this space, it has given rise to the concept of structures as living buildings, with building managers now able to track wear and tear with a much greater degree of visibility and even anticipate potential structural problems before they occur. Hello, I'm your host, Paul Teese, and on this episode of If When, we'll unpack the topic of data-enabled building management. My guests for this episode are Leighton Cardwell, Jacob Sector Growth Director, Cities and Places Europe, and Liza Jane Sapsford, Technical Director, Digital Products Jacobs. During this episode, Liza and Leighton talked about Jacobs' track record facilities product, a web-based compliance management platform which enables our clients to deliver full compliance and condition assessment with evidence audit trails, all at lower cost and risk. All right, Liza and Leighton, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to talking with you uh, about the Jacobs Track Record Facilities product in particular, and then just also, you know, how tools like this can help project planners, project managers be more efficient and more cost resourceful. So let me kind of start, uh, and Liza, I'm going to ask you this question, Leighton, it's also going to be a question for you as well, but we'll start with Liza. Can you tell me, you know, how is digital transformation and new emerging technologies upgrading the building of facility maintenance industry? Yeah, so uh, good question. Buildings are becoming clever, really. That's that's one of the key points is that with the use of sensors um, and live asset tracking, they're gaining the knowledge of how buildings actually are maintained in real life situations. So what's actually going on in the day-to-day operations of a building, and that's helping change the industry. As new technology comes in, the designers at the design stage need to be aware of the ongoing use and how that actually operates and moves forward. So suddenly the life cycle from conception to building is is, is suddenly essential moving forward. Yeah, so Leighton, let me ask you the same question. You know, how is digital transformation and new emerging technologies upgrading the, the building of facility maintenance industry? And what's your your viewpoint on that? So I think for me, across well, all markets at Jacobs, we're seeing a really strong drive for digital. We're seeing mm-hmm. a drive for data. And that's leading us to effectively our clients asking us, how do we do this more efficiently? Mm-hmm. How can we do it more effectively? And ultimately le- leading to you know data and evidence-led decision-making. I'd agree very much with, with Liza. I think we see this very much in the the buildings and buildings management space, but I think we also see it in the data and data capture space. How can we use technology beyond the building or within the building in terms of smart sensors, artificial intelligence, increasingly drones, and even some robotics now to look at how do we capture data? And it's really that integrated, the integration of the two that I think really, really drives a lot of the uh, the thinking in the new emerging uh, technologies in this space. Hmm. Okay. And then, so Liza, you know, what are some of the main challenges that asset owners have to contend with or had to contend with rather prior to the advent of a tool like track record facilities? You know, what are the key problems that it solves and how does it differ from the competitors? So 
One of the biggest things is that building owners often relied on their supply chain to know their estate for them. Mm -hmm. This resulted in various data formats in often only recorded at high level detail and not granular. Over the years of working in the industry, I've been honest and I've seen clients who didn't even know assets existed previously until suddenly they identified during inspection. And that's because they don't record it or historically recorded it at a level that they felt was necessary. They met an expectation within the industry. And as long as they recorded it, they felt that they had met those requirements. And the reality is, as we move forward, that's not okay anymore. Um, And that's why we're moving forward. So the biggest aspect was not enough detail and too high level to to be able to record that data. How does it solve those key problems? The biggest thing is the solution brings it all into one place. So one of the items that can be avoided in the industry is the fact that there are multiple systems across multiple requirements, all coming out of different areas. How do they manage that? How do they move that forward? Now, what we're able to do is we're able to bring in contractor systems, facilities management systems, in-house systems owned by the clients and collaborate into one working space somewhere that's accessible for all often systems are hardwired into the local space and therefore cannot be accessed by outsourced people so what track record facilities does is it pulls all this data into one central repository that's simple and easy to use it embraces openness rather than closing down of data and enables us to bring control back into the client Mm -hmm. that then removes duplication moving forward And then ultimately, how is that different to competitors? We're about evidence-based activity. We're not about meeting a KPI requirement on a contract and ticking a box to say, we've delivered what we need to do and we've moved that forward. It's about taking the evidence of that item, finding out what's happened, by who, what was the output, and how have you followed that through? How have you mitigated what has taken place within the estate and enabled that to get you the best results for the operations of your buildings in real real time data. Hmm. So let's let's talk about real time data for a moment, and um, you know its ability to accelerate things. You know, with track record facilities, you know, how does the on site, you know, mobile data capture speed up inspections? So one of the biggest things that we've done um, over the last couple of years is our building surveying team within the business has enabled them the use of track record facilities to actually record their inspection data, which they hadn't done previously. So in old formats and um, standard traditional, they would go out, a surveyor would attend a site, they would take photos, they would make notes, they would then find the information that they need to, they would go back to the office and then they would spend a couple of weeks writing up all that information, collating it, working out what photo that was for that place, and then they would provide their recommendations to the customer. Mm-hmm. Now, what's happened now is suddenly through the use of mobile apps, we're able to collect the data, completely inspection, take the photos and name them and categorize them there and then with GPS tracking as well. So we can actually put a physical location to that information in the customer's building. And then they're able to, as soon as they're synchronized with the Wi-Fi, they're able to upload it straight into track record. This suddenly means that data that was taking weeks and volume of information that was excessive to be able to manage is suddenly categorized, informative, and goes into Power BI 
effectively to produce a report that is suddenly useful to the client in the sense of they get what they need straight away and it's live instant and they can see it happening there and then they don't have to wait weeks to see that happen mm. so you know picking up on this uh idea of getting what they need you know with some immediacy and let me uh let me start with you Leighton, on this question but liza also invite you to uh, to weigh in can you describe how tools like track record facilities can help clients with regulatory and safety issues, right? Very important, you know, such as the Building Safety Act and the Golden Thread Regulations. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, I think that the first thing I'd say around this is that these are really, really important legislations. They're a step change in what we do in the UK, and they've acted as a, you know, as a, as a golden thread in a, of, of what we do in, the, in this industry. I think because of the importance of them, we're then seeing a really sizable increase in the amount of work to meet the regulations and also the complexity of data management uh, required to meet them. And that really leads us to you know, track record facilities and that connected compliance. That's really what it's all about. Ultimately, what the, the regulations mean, particularly from a golden thread point of view, is that you've got to do two things. The first is that you've got to understand a building and keep it safe. And that's a really key aspect of what the data and the compliance does. Mm -hmm. But then secondly, it's the accuracy, making it easily understandable and accessible by those who need it that really then firm up the second part of the requirements. And for me, it's having that golden thread. It's having the interlinkages between those two aspects that are really important for a client, really important for safety uh, and in meeting regulations. And that's really what Track Record Facilities has been, been designed to do. Hmm. And then, Liza, do you want to, uh, any additional thoughts you want to weigh in on safety and regulatory uh, issues and how it can help? I think, I think yeah, Layton's covered a really, a couple of really key points in there. And, and the two that stand out for me that's changed this is ownership and digital records. And that's the two biggest things that have come out of the fact that regardless of whether a building owner outsources their estate to a third party provider, the shift has been back to the building owner being ultimately responsible for the condition of that building and making sure that it's safe for people to be in. And I think that's one of the biggest things around true ownership coming back forward is, is being really good with this regulation. And then the second one is we've been saying it for quite some time about digitizing their records and moving forward. And we've had clients who have moved away from a lot of paper base, but this actually says that in there of you must have a digital record. They will not dictate how and what, but it must be digitized. And that is a massive significant shift forward and actually making it regulatory to move into the new industries. Hmm, that's interesting. It's interesting that they're somewhat agnostic in terms of uh, the format, but they do want it digitized, which makes me think that they want it searchable. They want to be able to apply algorithms or something, a little machine learning or whatnot to like draw forth the data that they want. But uh, let me ask you, Liza, um, you know, what are the key industries that you're aiming for? So, the reality is over, over the years, we, we work already in quite a number of industries, but what we are seeing is a high demand in three core areas, and that is predominantly the public sector. So that sits um, in healthcare, which is quite a strong area for us in terms of healthcare hospitals, community hospitals and, and, and local areas, mm -hmm. local government, so buildings where the public are going into on a regular basis, and then central government where 
government employees are located and, and situated within the building. So really, again, coming back to the importance of public facing buildings within within the UK portfolio. And then Leighton, are there any uh, other uh, adjacent industries that you might be working on? Yeah, it's really then mapping into both new areas, particularly high technology, advanced facilities, making sure that, you know, we, you know, we're facilitating future improvements and increasingly, you know, this is becoming a platform towards a, a digital twin and operational efficiency and excellence of our buildings. So that's very much a focus for us as well. But anywhere where there's a, you know, a, a sizable portfolio, I think, you know, track record is really well facilitated to that portfolio approach. As, as Liza said, we're obviously working with a, a wide range of organizations at the moment, but particularly those who are looking for that programmatic single source of truth across multiple buildings and, and assets is is where I think track record really then comes into its own. Okay. And then Leighton, you know, let me ask you, uh, talk to us about some of the challenges that local government clients face, you know, uh, that a solution such as track record facilities can help solve for. Yeah, thank you. I, I think there's several several strands to this in sort of talking with our clients. I mean, I think the, the first one that comes up quite a lot is just the ability to keep up with the regulations, to be able to keep up with a number of the changes and having a platform that can, can help you do that. Mm. I think... Secondly, it's also then around, you know, the size of budgets and, and, and team structure. So there are a vast number of competing authorities, particularly with some of our local authorities and local government clients, and ensuring that ultimately the, the platform here is not only efficient and lies us talk through some of the ways that it can, it can drive efficiency, both in data capture and integration. But I think at Jacobs, we're really keen that these products act as a, as a collaborative piece of software. They help and deliver deliberately help teams break down silos, join together, create some different ways of working that are both hopefully improve safety, but also efficiency as well. And I think that's really important for me. I think the final aspect of this is then what we can do with the data and, and visualize, visualizations, dashboards are all important. But I think I see kind of two benefits from, from the client side of this as well that are really coming to the fore. I think the first is around digitalization of workflows so making things more efficient for downstream parties and contractors mm -hmm. um, but also um, you know particularly in local government we're create we're seeing a need in terms of the questions not just you know Leighton how can you help drive some efficiency and, and, and make us you know do do more with less mm -hmm. but also how do we realize more value out of some of our assets and that's increasingly coming up in conversation as well and well managed well maintained digitalized buildings and approaches to them have a really positive impact on asset values and valuations and I think that benefit of you know not just the cost side of things necessarily but that benefit is also coming through quite a lot in conversations particularly as you know portfolios are interlinked across governments and in a city space you know we don't just work with the NHS we might be working with the local council with a range of other organizations and bringing it into that that more integrated ecosystem is I think something where where track record facilities can really help um, and some of those adjacencies actually unlock additional asset values and asset lives for uh, for organizations which is um, really important on the on the benefit side of the equation and not just that uh, efficiency part as well. Hmm. Okay. And then Liza, let's, let's flip the script a little bit. So let's talk about the, uh, the communities that are beneficiaries of the buildings that the government entities are, are managing. Can you, can you talk to us a little bit about how this new legislation benefits communities directly? 
I think one of the biggest things to recognise is that the, the UK did, um, you know, sustain a significant tragedy and, and it has woken up how things are being done. And I think one of the biggest things that has come out of it is every person has a right to live and work in a safe environment that they know is sustainable. And I think one of the biggest things around the change is the recognition from not just maintaining a building, but actually who's going into that building? What is its use? Why is it doing what it's doing? Making sure it's impacting those individuals. And a couple of key things that's come out of the golden principles it outlines a number of key aspects, and I think you know Leighton's touched on this already. But out of the ten core principles, there are three that really stand out for me that I think affect the community. One is about being accurate and trusted. So the data is evidence based, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. and it's real. It's it's accurate data. It's, it's it's there and it's visible. The next one, which really is is powerful for it to be written down, residents feeling secure in their homes. And that's one of the biggest things that's come out around the community aspects of the high rise buildings, you know, buildings of of classified of this risk is that they now have and will have access to the data. They'll be informed. They'll know they'll be able to see that information, which is a big thing on that digital record. And the third one that, again, stands out is culture change. You know, the industry and the government have recognised that not every working practice is ideal some need to improve others need to change and that's where they've set this out to enable the actual regulations to be an enabler in moving this forward and creating better ways of working and collaborative working that benefits everybody in the community overall hmm. it's fairly interesting you know i kind of it makes me think for some reason like it's almost treating buildings in a way like there there's an organic aspect to it it's the life of the building it's not I mean, obviously it's an inanimate object, but the, you know, kind of keeping up with like how it's performing, where potential failures may come. It's like actually looking at it more as a living thing, as opposed to just something we built and then we walk away from. And you're thinking, you're kind of articulating the life of the people living in that building, right? It's an ecosystem almost. Suddenly there's a thought process around not just bricks and mortar and how and design, it's actually who and, and where and and what, and, and, and as Lays mentioned about, you know, different communities and different authorities coming together around local governments to, to healthcare, suddenly it's becoming more cohesive in that in that thought process as they move forward. Mm, that's very smart. Now, now, Liza, and Layton, let me ask you this, you know, obviously London is, you know, a global leader in artificial intelligence. Um, it may be the smartest city on earth you know, I think I have actually seen lists where London is number one, you know, so obviously it's a very data rich environment. You know, it's one of the greatest cities on earth, right? So it's got a lot going on for it, right? So, you know, using these, these data rich tools like track record facilities just makes sense. So my question is, you know, can you import this or export this? You know, can you tell us how track record facilities can be used across different geographies, you know? Does it happen to a database of safety and compliance regulations across geographies? How, how does that work? Yeah, so track record facilities is, is one of four core products within the, the, the overall track record platform within the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it already supports clients in many regions, including Europe, the Americas, Middle East, Australia. Mm-hmm. And it has done for many years, it's 20 plus years, and, and it's been utilized. 
The advantage of track record facilities itself is, is the fact that it's highly configurable. So it enables clients to tailor it to their needs. So it's not a one-stop shop off the shelf, you use it as it is, you can't do anything to it. Actually, it's designed to make it tailorable to the needs of the customer. The data is owned by the customer and that's the importance of it is moving it forward. So what this enables us to do is to take a client, for example, Jacobs, who, you know, who uses the product to manage their estate and, you know, their real estate is it enables the Americas, Canada, Europe, US to all have their needs and their requirements in one place that makes it one single source of truth to the business. And it makes it a lot easier to move it forward. So it adapts to the needs and, and makes it sure that you don't have to fit into a box uh, to move forward and enables there's different needs in different regulations and different requirements within the, the globe effectively. And then Leighton, you know, kind of hanging off of that, can you talk about some anecdotes maybe that you have with clients in different geographies or, you know, any, any stories that might uh, be worth sharing here? Yeah, sure. Thank you. I mean, the, I think the first one to say is that I live uh, a fair distance away from London, and uh, you know, a range of a range of clients across the UK uh, very much use use this tool, use this product, and you know, is at the centre of a very smart, efficient, and future-proofed buildings compliance. And I think you know, across across the UK, across the Europe, we we see this. I think the one I'd really focus though, and I think the the genesis of Track Record and a lot of the products we develop at Jacobs is that we really have. You have to have the pedigree of understanding of the building, but these are tested, developed, and then used by many of our global clients as well. And I think it's that approach to um, many of our global clients and, and key brand names in the industry that mm. allow us to, over time, build up a, a set of benchmarks, build up a set of approaches with these clients that absolutely uh, says they can be tested across geographies and drive compliance not as we were sort of saying earlier um, not just at one building or a set of buildings but a portfolio and that could be across the city could be across the north of england where i live it could be across london or it could be a portfolio across the globe and it really doesn't matter that that scale is uh, really dependent upon the client and, and their requirements rather than the functionality of the software so to speak no, that's great. You know, and I'm sure you're you're picking up best demonstrated practices constantly from different buildings, different building manufacturer, different regulations, different geographies that can then be used to inform, you know, efficiencies in other geographies and whatnot. So my last question for you all, and this is for both of you, is, you know, what do you see? What's next? What's next for track record facilities? And, you know, what are clients asking for so let me let me start with you liza you know what what's on the horizon for track record facilities so a couple of key ones there and and again i'll just um for those so so track records owned um in-house by jacob so we develop it so that's one of the advantages of of having that flexibility to be able to evolve to our jacob's clients and what's going on in the industries and what this does is with it being a cloud-based system, as we just talked about for the for the you know other aspects, is that we're listening to what's going on in the industry. We're making sure we're adapting, evolving, and remaining competitive. And the two things that stand out for us at the moment, and as the focus, is the continuation of the mobile apps to that point of digitizing the workflows for our customers and making sure that it creates efficiency and puts all the information they need in the correct place but continue to do that to enable uh, mobile apps that work offline, that enable people to work in areas where there's no signal and then synchronize later, that creates efficiencies there. 
And then the second one and the biggest one for me is around building information visualization. So where we get things like BIM data that comes off from the design phase and moving through to maintenance, it's a lot of data for people to digest. In reality, it's, it's reams and volumes of information that's a bit overwhelming. So what would be really nice is if we could take that data, visualize it and categorize it for clients in a better way, they can see it in plans live in track record associated to their geospatial location and enable it to be better visualized for them moving forward to enable those different types of individuals that like heavy volume of data to those that just want to see it at a click of a button. And that's the, the, the areas that we feel is the focus for our clients. Hmm. And then Leighton, the same question for you, you know, what do you see is next on the horizon for TRF and, you know, what are your clients asking for? I think in terms of the client ask, it, it's fairly consistent and fairly familiar around net zero and, and carbon uh, and actually using track record to help clients and portfolios of buildings on that net zero journey of the next couple of years is is, is really where the conversation uh, has gone. Track record helps in a number of ways already, but I think what we're really looking at as part of the next stage is really looking at this evidence and data-led approach to what are the best and most cost-effective ways of decarbonizing this particular building or this particular set of assets from the broader toolkit of options that we have at Jacobs. So I think it's really focusing on not just the carbon values and the carbon data, but also homing that with the, the economics of, of that carbon transition and ultimately trying to get our clients into a space of looking at whole life assessments. As you said earlier, you know, these buildings are living, breathing, they've been around for a long time and actually that whole life approach that the data and tool can, can give us, um, I think provides a, a really sound basis for making decisions. Um, and then ultimately track record and track record facilities becomes you know, an integrated digital platform with carbon outputs and that hopefully in time we can then obviously through use of the software build up a database of a range of different types of buildings and you start to then be able to benchmark your building or a particular type of building and say what are some of the you know the, the short and medium term interventions that seem to be working really well on these types of buildings and um, to help our clients meet you know meet their decarbonization objectives in the same way that this already does from the safety point of view and you know if we look forward with future carbon and, and net zero requirements it's obviously very clear that you know they're, they're instilled in regulations and we have you know only a number of years to meet them and i think for me that's where i can see this naturally morphing to and placing greater and greater and greater emphasis on over time well fascinating well liza and leighton thank you both so much for your time today i really appreciate you walking us through not just the track record facilities tool itself uh, fascinating as it is but also just kind of unpacking this idea of living buildings right your buildings yep. come to life and and really uh how we like liza said really focus in on the who and the what and the how as well as the, the where so uh thank you both so much for sharing your expertise with me today thank you very much for having us appreciate it it's a pleasure thank you